What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. EaseWellness.com for the CBD. Ease.com. And as always, the promo code TAM. Yep, guy. And it's it's a hell of a deal. You get $20 off your first purchase. Over $50. Free delivery. NFL headlines, John. Tom Brady. You, when we were talking about it the last time, you mentioned the rap sheet's tweet. It's basically a contract extension, even though it's absolutely not a contract extension because the contract voids whenever his season ends and he's a free agent and they can't franchise tag him. He's, did you see they're selling the big house that he shoots a lot of like Tom vs. Time at, where sometimes he screws around on Instagram in the backyard at, put on sale. $39.5 million. You want to go in on it? Uh, yeah. Do you think do you think we can come in a little below market? <laughs> do you think they'd accept? Asking price, not. You think they'd accept $77,000? What if we told them 50 on credit? TB12 could be a lifetime sponsor of the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast. And that will that will more than pay for the house by the end. I I I think we got something there. You see he paid 5 million for the lot. I saw someone tweet. Like it's not that obscene when you factor in he paid 5 million dollars for the property. Wait, what well, so it was he built on it. Built on it, yeah. I think someone said it's hard to keep up because he has so many properties that that piece of property is three hours away from Foxborough. It can't be. That feels far. Uh, but no, I, I the the next closest property that they have is in uh, uh, Armenia, New York, which I didn't know existed. Three, oh, so and people that, are basically saying, like, where's he going to go? Where's he going to live? I don't think this house is selling tomorrow. But, yeah, I mean, I, you probably, once you start staging it, I don't know how many open houses there are. Like, uh, we're but, here for the open house. See, yeah, to me, you can't go, we got an open house for Brady this weekend. You couldn't do that, right? How many people would show up? Uh, could, sir, do you have a credit report with you? No, I'm just looking around. Just Honest question. Browsing. They, did a, they just did a normal open house and publicized it online. Yeah. How many people would show up at Tom Brady's house? A lot of people, yeah. A lot of fucking people, especially Sir, there. take off your shoes. You would. It would have to be like an individual. You're right. You'd have to get some credit checks. Just the amount of people in any neighborhood, regardless where you live, that are lining up for a $40 million house is slim to none. Uh, 
they also own another place in New York City and reportedly have been looking in Greenwich, Connecticut and Alpine, New Jersey. Whatever that means. I don't know how much this means to Tom. I just stumbled upon this because I was like, when we were talking about Jimmy, who's played 10 career games, I thought to myself, how many games do you think Tom Brady's played? 269. So he's played a lot. But then I stumbled upon a number. So he's, pl- he's, he's played almost as many games as uh, Madison Bumgarner has starts. That's what Bumgarner's start number is at? It's like 278. That's pretty wild, isn't it? His NFL.com page, his career stats, is just so long because he's had so many seasons. He has 517 career touchdown passes. I'm like, wow, that number's pretty big. So I Google. It's more wins who than has the most career? Who has the most career touchdown passes? It's Peyton at 539. Oh, so he's got them. So, so Tom is 22 touchdowns behind Peyton Manning to be the all-time leading touchdown thrower in the NFL. Okay. He's three, but but he's also got Breeze, who's three ahead of him, who's also around. Yeah. So they both could pass Peyton. That might not, if he were to retire, let's say after this season, Breeze probably would not, and he would not have the record. Right? Is that fair to assume? Yes. To me, the so one who is, retires first will not have the record. This is more than likely not going to be Tom's record. Probably be Breeze. No one's even close behind him that even matters. So that maybe that doesn't even matter. I don't know if Tom ain't playing. But get to your but your theory. What's your theory? I do think he'd like to pass Peyton. Yeah, or there is a a free agent. He's a free agent. Like, could you see him playing for the Bengals? Hell no. Even if he was willing to, like, you guys are going to get rid of me. You don't want to keep me. Let's say Belichick and finally get his what he kind of deep down wants, just to prove that he could win with another quarterback. I don't think the Crafts would allow him to play for another team. And I probably think at this point in time, that's the right move. Like, even if you had one shitty year with Brady, while that would suck, this is our guy. And he's won six Super Bowls here. We're planning on winning a seventh this year. He ain't playing in another uniform. I'm at the point now where I would be floored if he ever plays another uniform. Even if him and Belichick hate each other at this point, I don't think Robert allows it. And I don't think Robert should. And I understand where he's, his point and where he's sitting. Do you agree with that? I agree that Robert should not allow it, yes. Because Bill would allow it. The one thing I just can't quite figure... Bill wouldn't just allow it. I think Bill wouldn't mind him going to the Dolphins or something. Yeah, like, let's say uh, Robert doesn't allow it. We're not trading him, Bill. But Bill doesn't... Something Tom just calls it quits. But then there's a story that Bill doesn't think he can play anymore. Like, to me, is there something where Tom's like, I'm coming back to prove him wrong? For somebody else. That's what I don't know. That's where when we talk about, like, did they give him this money because he's about to retire and they know it? Like, has this guy been talking about playing forever for so long and now after a week of practice? In theory. Like, the theory is right. But he is going to be 43. As someone mentioned, I know. he said, I'm going to play five years ago. That was four years ago now. So the times are kind of adding up. And maybe I, Giselle's I on him. To, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, it is a, I am not dismissing that theory. I'm not dismissing the theory. The part of that theory that I don't, that I can't quite come to terms with is, so they know he's about to retire, so they suddenly, just because they like him, give him $8 million more million, they accelerate the money. Well, it's I not that they like him. He's Tom fucking Brady. Yeah, well, okay. But they, they love him, however, however much they love him. He's the greatest player in the history of the NFL. I, I, get, I, I get all of that. And so it's not a bad – I'm not saying it's a bad theory. I'm just saying I don't, I don't – you don't really need to do it. No. That doesn't mean you don't do it. 
But I don't, I don't know. I, to me, the fact they give them a bunch of money today, they can give a bunch of money whenever. Like your theory is they're paying them under the table anyway. So, uh, I don't, I don't know that. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying that that uh, that part doesn't convince me. Well, unless <clears throat> unless he were to like become a GM or own another team, don't you think he will be on the Patriots payroll at a pretty high number, like a million dollars a year, just like for the rest of his life? Tom Brady, just Robert, whatever yeah. he needs him yeah. to do stuff. Yeah, like he's that level, right? I think like Will Bill, you know. I can see Bill like I don't even want your money, so you don't have to. I don't have to listen to you anymore. Like I can see Tom and Robert and even Jonathan. You're gonna want to make him a major part of your franchise, right? Every time when Tom's 50 years old and you're having a kickoff with Josh McDaniels week one, you want Tom there. And if that if if you're paying him two million dollars a year for the rest of his life, to you that's nothing. That's a line item, as we've seen in the NFL. Your Tom's just easy money. It's like mailbox money. Of just you do nothing, but you're just paid for what you did, and you did a lot for them. You made them a lot of money, a lot of money. I mean, an astronomical amount of money. They are, I think, in that last Forbes top fifty, they were in the top ten. I'm pretty sure the majority of our life before Tom showed up, they wouldn't have sniffed probably the top fifty, right? Because I think the 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 word was like 25 of the top 32 teams in the NFL were on that 50 list. Maybe, so maybe they would have been like on the fringe 50, but they would not have been where they're at now. I mean, they carry themselves like they're the Steelers, the Niners. I mean, they're just an all-time franchise, and it's because of him and Bill. So, Well, there are generations uh, that uh, put them above. There would be like if you're, you know, 21 years old today, you put them above the Niners or the Patriots. Oh, you wouldn't even, who, what NFL team would you even put in their category? If you're if you're 25 years old, my for, tw- for tw- 20 years you've been watching them. Guy, they've been in nine Super Bowls in 20 years. My youngest sister's 25. You know what conversation I had with her yesterday? Um, hey, you know who Jeremy Piven is? Uh, what's he been in? Uh, you know old school? No, I haven't seen it. Do you know Entourage? Well, I didn't even get to that. I was because the point was you haven't seen old school. And and again, I w- it wasn't one of those like how dare you? I'm like I just realized like she there are a lot of people her age who haven't seen old school because she's seen Wedding Crashers. She's seen like how how many years ahead of Wedding Crashers did old school come out? She'd seen a lot of other. She's seen Step Brothers. Thinks that's funny. Well, think about this. Old school is about 17 years old. Yeah. Okay. So when she was single digit age, so of course, yeah, it's just not on her. It was like in the prime of our life, right? It's not crazy, yeah. yeah. So, but I told her watch it. But anyway, well, think how many kids that are like twelve years old. The Warriors are the greatest franchise ever. They're arguing with their friends right now yeah. in fifth grade at recess. Or at well, they are. School. You're right. That argument is 100 percent absolute. Steph, I, I, I don't, they keep talking about this a guy that quit the Lakers named Magic, best point guard ever. No, Steph Curry. No, Magic's the guy they make fun of on, somebody makes fun of on Twitter. That's who Magic is. Good, good to point them. there. I don't think of Magic that way. But. I don't either. Uh, how about the, I love the Aaron Rodgers video. This is my next headline is uh, the Aaron Nagler video of Aaron Rodgers. I didn't even know what they were asking him about and they didn't really even matter at first. Turns out they're asking about joint practices and A-Rod goes, I'd be fine if we don't do another one of these for 14 years. And then his coach, Matt LaFleur, not only does he love him, he wants, I want to do two. I'll do three. I'll do as many as we can. Well, 
if you say that last night is pretty universal, right? Most people hate hard knocks. Wouldn't you say for the most part it's pretty universal just when you read headlines from coaches, even from some players, like, oh, yeah, this joint practice are cool. We get something out of them. Like, they make sense. I think most people kind of come to grips with, we get what's going on here. It matters to the coaches. We get good work here. Get to see an uncommon opponent. Because a lot of coaches, like, our guys are itching to see someone else. And then they get to see someone else, and most guys like it. He's the first one of someone that matters that I've seen has been, not just like I don't want to do it, like hates him. And I think he's at the point, you and I have been there before, where he's kind of a malcontent. Anything that he thinks they like, he's going to hate. I don't think he said that randomly. I, 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 my theory right now, I think he hates this coach. I, I think he thinks, I think he was sold a bill of goods that I'm getting this super smart guy because I had Mr. Meathead, which I also didn't like. And I think this guy is a tool. I, I'm telling, in theory, I'm not around no, there. Sold, I, sold no a bill of goods. He, I, there's a chance he didn't buy the bill of goods to begin with, right? Yeah. He, I mean, he, I don't think he had any pull on this, right? Yeah. So he was given this coach. Everyone's told. He's like, well, this guy struggled in Tennessee. Aaron's, I don't know if he has many friends around the league, but maybe did a little research and, like, yeah, you know, Kyle and McVay, they, they liked him, but they never thought he was like their right hand guy. <laughs> and then he's seeing him at practice, like, yeah, I don't, this offense, I don't know. He's not letting me audible. Like, bro, I'm fucking smarter than you. I, I, I think this has a chance. I've said it for a while now. Yeah. To be a one-and-done situation. And he can make it that way. Because when I say NBA player with AB and get that, the uh, trainer, you know, kind of uh, treatment, there's NBA-level juice with Rodgers, right? I'm not playing for this guy anymore. Who are they choosing? Uh, well, you it's obvious that you would take Aaron. But if you if if the situation is that your quarterback has more pull than the head coach, if push comes to shove, then don't you let him help you pick the head coach? Yes. Well, this is the organization. This time. is the organization that pushed Brett Favre out when he was still good. Now they had a good reason to do it, but I'm just—I don't know. Should I assume that Aaron wins a power struggle within that I, organization? When you say still good, I, I think part of it though was remember he was retiring all the time. Yeah, well, he's I wearing just, him out. I just, yeah, yeah, no. It's I'm just saying, like, should we assume that this organization chooses Aaron in a power struggle? It seems like the logical. It is the logical thing to do. But then, if you're going to pick Aaron Rodgers in a power struggle with Matt Lafleur then why wouldn't you just consult Aaron Rodgers when it comes to the coach to begin with? Now, your argument would be, well, he won the one with with his last coach. You'd agree if they pick LaFleur, let's say after like a 6-10 and 10 year, and they traded Aaron Rodgers, that'd be one of like the biggest NFL stories the last 20 years? Yeah, I'm just saying everything you're saying makes sense, but why would well, tell me this. Why would you just what would be the bigger story? It It'd just be Them mismanagement. Them replacing Favre for Rodgers, who was kind of unknown, but he was a first-round pick and he was sitting there the whole time. Or them choosing LaFleur and trading Rodgers, some random team. Uh, so that one would be crazier. The bigger story, to me, the Favre thing, because it went on for years and it was Brett, and it was that story was just so massive. Yeah, and he had been threatening to retire for a couple of years. And then he ends up playing somewhere. Like, that story went on for, like, five years. Remember, he wanted to go to Minnesota. They refused, like, bro, yeah. we're not going to let you that go to Minnesota. So he went to the Jets for a year out of, like, vengeance. And then it was kind of good at first, but then it fell apart. And he took a dick pic and got nailed. But then he ended up in Minnesota. And then the, you got to get the one Minnesota year, he was sweet. Yeah. They did, went to the NFC Championship game. So, I, I don't – the thing's just weird. It's just a weird situation. 
Yeah, I, I think that Rodgers will win it. But I also just think in general, if Rodgers is a malcontent with this guy, it won't be the best look for Rodgers, right? No, but also aren't you just wasting seasons? <laughs> well, guy, yeah, I think he's in kind of wasting seasons mode. Wasn't that what LeBron did last year? Kind of just wasted a year? Just, like Aaron, you're not a spring chicken anymore. You're not 28. You're, you're 35 years old. It, it he feels a little just bitter. Like is he going to do it his way to the detriment of the team? Because if he is, then from the inside you go, what do we keep this guy around for if he's not even going to? Well, this is this is always the LeBron thing. If he's good enough, like can you just carry us to nine wins? Because you have in the past. If you still can, then yeah, we'll just get we'll right. It out. And the other part of it is the LeBron aspect of it is like. Okay, so if you have LeBron, you have to do it LeBron's way. But if you don't do it LeBron's way, you don't have LeBron. Well, and you and you probably lose. Then let's. We'll, do, do I want to be the Cavs right now or no? Like, no, yeah. I don't. I'll take my chance. Let's do it Rogers' way. Now, I also think it's on. It's going to be on the coach to like. Yeah, you, you just got to let Rogers give it to you a little bit. It sucks, but it's part of the deal. Well, but this is the difference between just just tell your wife and your good buddies that Rogers kind of a dick. Because that's what you get to do. You just have to vent to someone else. You can't vent to Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you don't always get to be the head honcho day one. So bide your time, win a bunch of games, let Aaron do his thing. And guess what? But I don't You'll be the coach. Being the head honcho. You'll be the, but what? I'm just saying, like, do it Aaron's way, dude. He's great. And guess what? If he wins, you'll be the head coach in five years, ten years when he's not there anymore. Because you will have won him. But, won, I, won but him. I guess that, that's where the, that's a fundamental issue. The offense, like the, 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 the way the offense is built. There are these no checks and these audibles that Rodgers lives off the audibles. It's like not part of the offense. Like I have, I've brought you the iPad, right? This is the iPad. Well, you want this thing that is not part of the iPad. I'm like, well, bro, that thing, this is the, my iPad's here. Yeah. Like you want this, you, you want this, uh, you want a manscaped. This other apparatus. Yeah. You, you want the manscaped promo code ham. That does not come with my iPad. I, I think that's the problem with LaFleur. Like, it's just not part of what we do. Like everything I've learned since I've been in the league is this book of the plays, and this is how we run them, and it's worked everywhere I've been with Kyle, with fucking McVay. This is how it works. I don't know how to add the audibles to it because it just it would it would ruin the whole book, right? I think that's the issue, and that's when you get like football nerdy on it. That's the whole like cr- like crutch of the ish problem. Like what what do you do? Because Rogers like well, so the whole offense. Well, that's the offense this guy brings. He doesn't run some other offense. So I, I don't know what he does. I'm telling you, that's why I think they're like kind of up shit's creek without a paddle. Because this guy's going to want a fucking audible. I think they're going to be at points in times, like we read in the article about Rodgers with McCarthy, where it was like, Rodgers didn't even listen to anything. Where, is he just running like, hey guys, let's throw it back to uh, uh, 2013. Red slot, 75 razor. Yeah. And like, the, the coaches don't even know what they're doing. And Devontae's like, I got you, dog. <laughs> right? <laughs> Because that's what I see. That's what I envision happening. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that will be the story. If that kind of starts getting out, that will be NBA-level drama. Like, Rodgers already doing his own shit by week two. Like, running old-school Packer plays that are not in the offense. LaFleur doesn't know what they're doing. It's going to get crazy. Now, again, it'll need, like, a legit leak because you and I won't be able to tell. Like, if you're just watching, you won't know really what's going on. But here's the curveball. He'll go, yeah, you know him. Yeah. He'll go, yeah, I, uh, I ended up calling a play that we ran back in 14 that worked well in the uh, in the second round of the playoffs that I, I knew that Devontae knew, and we, we just handled it. Mm-hmm. And people be like, what did he just say? Right. 
That's what I, I'm telling you, guy. That is coming, and I can't wait. Where I can't handle the NBA drama as much anymore, just because it's all like I like on the field shit, or I even like LeBron like not listening to David Blatt. I like that type stuff. Right. I, I just can't handle like Taco Tuesdays or Rogers. You know where he's vacationing. I don't care about that crap. But if you give me, he's running his own place. Like the LeBron well, story, in-game remember? power struggles. Those are the best. Like when Dave Blatt was like, "You run the play," and LeBron's like, "I'm not throwing in the ball." Right, and LeBron flipped the play yeah, on David Blatt. Yeah. I, I live for that story. Uh, OBJ or something else. Uh, what else you got? Yeah, I mean, what was your take on OBJ signing the uh, signing the thing? Guy, he gets driven yeah, to practice. This, this, my question is: Does Odell have a driver's license? Has anyone seen I him would, on Instagram? I got to check his Instagram. Does he ever drive himself? Uh, I was BSing with Albert Burr at Niners practice. He told me a story about LSU Pro Day where he went down to, and Odell got out of being driven in a car. So th- there is a chance that maybe he doesn't. I do think the NFL, I, I, I would imagine 99% of guys drive themselves to work, like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, whoever, Jimmy Garoppolo, the coaches, they get in a car and drive to work like you and I would to go to like any human. I mean, I don't really have a work to go to. But, like, <laughs> get in a car and go somewhere. And that's not what Odell was doing in this picture. He was being driven. And then it was kind of cool. He signed this guy's license plate that had Odell Beckham on the license plate. But, guy, he's being driven around. Like, that's Cleveland. He, he feels like he's carrying himself like he's LeBron immediately in Cleveland. Well, LeBron did kind of earn some juice over the years in Cleveland before he started acting like an elitist. The, the, these towns like Cleveland and the Midwest, when you act like that, I think they turn on you faster when shit goes south. When shit goes, I've got a pic. I've found one picture from uh, uh, January twenty eighth. Actually, it's like five pictures of him posing on a jeep in the desert. But he's never actually driving it. He's just posing on it. I, there's probably a chance, but could you be on an NFL team without a driver's license? I guess you could have an ID. You need an ID. <laughs> I think, you, but I think, like, I think there are a lot of people in New York. Steve Lavin doesn't have a driver's license. He doesn't drive anywhere. But let's say you know it's kind of a fad right now to not have a car, just in some bigger cities. And I think you could justify it. I, and I think in New cities. York historically, people just that's probably been pretty normal there. People don't drive. Would you say it's probably less normal in, in San Francisco? I'd say it's probably the yeah the most normal is the only place I ever hear people consistently say it were New Yorkers. Let's say Guy Haberman took that stance. I'm not going to have a car. Yeah. I'm going to Uber to the Pac-12. I'm going to Uber wherever I'm going in the city. If I come somewhere else, I'll take the train. Whatever. Would you still have a driver's license in your pocket? Uh, would I, yeah, I would. I like driving, but but yeah, I mean, I I just I think some people don't like, or maybe you wouldn't be like, able to I, rent I a car. I think what ends up people have like an expired license, right? Like you haven't driven a car in five years. It's time for your new. So you license. didn't even get it renewed. Go I I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe someone who. I'm just saying, like. Yeah, you pretty, sold pretty me. I think, there, major I think there's a chance he rich a guy is, here's a picture of me driving. Well, I here's, your phone, a here's a selfie of him. He could be in the driver's seat in this Rolls Royce. I can't tell, actually. This is from uh, November 23rd, 2017. Somebody go check the Instagram. But, guy, where the Giants practice, it's in the suburbs. And him, I, where, I mean, because I will say, you know what? He's got to have a driver's license because sports cars are two-seaters. Like, you're not getting driven around in a sports car. Like, here he is with, like, a Lamborghini. Like you don't. What's Why the not? point of having that car if you're getting driven? You, you don't ride a shotgun. You want to get out of the back seat. Well, there is no back seat. 
I think you just right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Odell Beckham, if he didn't have a license, could potentially have driver for the sweet sports cars. Again, he's not living normally. Like uh, 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 Brian Cranston in the Kevin Hart movie, where Kevin Hart, where he's like paralyzed and Kevin Hart drives him everywhere. In the, in is that movie? Is that movie good? Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's Kevin Hart and Brian. Like, just think about this. There's some stuff that's cheesy, whatever. At the end of the day, it's Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. Like, both those guys are fantastic. Right? You were legitimately entertained by it. It was a worthy buy. Uh, did I buy it? Like a rental? Yeah. I might have paid five bucks for it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's fun. R- it's, rent it. Yes, just Kevin Hart. Yeah, I was entertained by it. A little sappy. Yeah, there's some cheesy parts because it's like based on a true story. Whatever, though. It's just Kevin Hart's funny. Brian Cranston funny. It's funny. Okay, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. It Other thing be, I noticed. Wait, but hold on, though. I just want to address your point. Midwest City, don't produce. Act like a star. Diva, all that. Um, it makes me think of uh, Major League. Willie Mays Hayes, right? Shows up in the limo to spring training. The whole deal. Uh, great player. Did a movie. Like the whole. I, I think they're so starving for a good football team. And I don't know how good they'll be, but if Odell's just good. Um, but, but that's my point. What if he's not like quite as good? Like new, the Giant. Check out his numbers in New York. He wasn't always just ten catches a game. Yeah. Now part of that was Eli, but he he had some seventy-seven catch seasons. And, and and don't get me wrong, I'm an Odell as a player. I think he's as elite. He's more talented than Antonio Brown. Now Antonio Brown produces more because he stays on the field up until his feet peeled off. The thing was LeBron did embrace Cleveland as his city, right? Like, but that was his city. No, no, I know, and I know. He, and he proved his way with them before he got super, super big. His ego actually was much bigger, right, when he came back, and then definitely once he won it. But like he had earned a lot of equity for a long time as. You and I are in college just watching Cleveland Cavaliers games thinking probably, like most people, is this the best motherfucker playing, player I've ever seen in my life? Like, is this guy better than Michael Jordan? In like 07. And they're clearly thinking that. So, like, Odell's kind of coming in just off hype. Just off hype. Like, even Baker kind of produced for him last year. Gave him hope. Right. On their team. Odell really has done nothing beside be traded to the Browns, a place I think it's fair to say would not have been his first choice. <laughs> I just think it has a chance to be a little weirder than people think. Yeah. It's going to be just seamless. I'm on board with that. Uh, Chris Carson said yesterday that Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator for Seattle, who has been notoriously just like a three call, uh, three yards cloud of dust type coordinator, just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So they're doing a lot of exotic stuff, flexing their running backs out. They expect big things from those two guys. Carson had 1,100 yards last year. Chris Carson is just a good player. They drafted Rashad Penny in the first round. And last year, guy, he barely ran for over 400 yards. Now, in limited touches, he did have four touchdowns, and he almost averaged five yards a carry. I liked Rashad Penny out of San Diego State. First round, little bold. But could they have a two-headed monster? I mean, they do have a first-round pick and this guy that is just good. And they want to run the ball. So you would say, well, if you, usually guys get better if they have a down first year, high picks. You know, they show if they're gonna show something, it's that first year to second year. Mm-hmm. What if they just have a pretty nasty running game with those two guys? I mean, you know, for being a three yards in a cloud of dust guy, like I'm just looking back, Brian Schottenheimer, twentieth in rushing offense, 
19th in rushing offense. Well, that's a knock on him. Like, in rushing about, offense. He's, 22nd. He's but then there was the Jets. Fourth, first, ninth. Three years in the top 10 in a row. Right? 2000. And that, and a, in fairness but, to him, those were his best teams. Yeah, I mean, that kind of chicken or the egg, right? Like, well, he had great players. Well, yeah, okay. And he made he did, did what he was supposed to do with them. Who would Bill Walsh be with Guy Haberman? I don't know, like Tom Sula. Yeah, he had Jerry Rice, but it's part of the way it works. Uh, LaDainian Tomlinson in 2000, and we're going way back here. Is LT already in the Hall of Fame, John? Uh, LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if your argument is Lo, like— Lowe introduced him. Well, I'm just I'm my point being like I'm reading stats of a guy that's already been out of the league long enough to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Ladainian Thomas had 79 targets in uh, 2010. What year was that? An 09? 2010. And that was when he was old. In fairness, well, here, here's was, you know that's not a bad. He was ex- the first ballot guy. Not a bad example though, John. So that year, Ladainian Thomas had 15 attempt, rushing attempts per game, and uh, Sean Green had 12 rushes per game. I don't even remember that guy. Two ends. Yeah, these guys are better. In theory. Because LT was really old. That was his last year. But he was still a productive player. The year before to that, me, they, they had three guys. They had, sorry, they had Thomas Jones, 21 carries a game. Leon Washington, 10 carries a game. Sean Green, 8 carries a game the year before that. And they ran. The, they were a top five team that year? Uh, I think they were fourth in rushing that year. And then the year before that, I'll give you, or in offense. And then the year before that, I'll give you one more, 2008. Uh, it was Thomas Jones. Uh, big eight, Thomas Jones. That was a lot of Thomas Jones. 18 attempts per game by far and away led the team. Well, the one thing we know about Pete Carroll is he kind of wants to play like Rex Ryan, right? Run the ball, control the clock, play defense, make it ugly, win a fist fight. Like that's that's his Pete Carroll's wet dreams, thinking about football that way. I, this, this, you don't draft a first-round running back if you don't. Yeah. Unless you're Belichick and I don't – that pick – Kind of made sense, but it kind of didn't. But it turns out that guy was just good. Value pick. Yeah, he just had the highest guy on his board. So I, I keep an eye on those two guys. Okay, I like it. Keep an eye on. Keep an eye on. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park